This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. It's the Mike Francesa Podcast on the Bet Rivers Network. Hello again, everybody, and welcome to the Mike Francesa Podcast as we put a ribbon on this. Uh, college basketball NCAA tournament as UConn, which was uh, clearly the dominant team in the tournament uh, and a team very deserving, won the championship. Um, I thought that if San Diego State did the things that it could do, cover the th- defend the three well, which they had done great against Alabama and Creighton, and take care of the basketball, slow the game down, and, of course, make some shots, they could win the game uh, if they did everything perfectly. Uh, they played as miserable a first half as you could possibly play. They couldn't make a shot. They didn't score for 11 minutes from the floor, which a drought like that in a championship game usually is deadly. And amazingly, they were down 12 at half. They should have been down like 24 or 26 points at the half, the way they played. They turned the ball over nine times. They couldn't make a shot. They were scoreless from the floor for 12 minutes. Um, they did nothing right. And they let uh, UConn get some transits and threes. And they did cut a 16-point lead down to 12 at the half. And Danny Hurley said a, te- a very telling thing going into the half. He said, you know, we should be up 20 points. That's fine. But he also said, I didn't like how the officials officiated the game. And that turned out to be an enormously telling statement. He clearly complained to the officials, and the officials called the game ultra-tight in the second half. And the way San Diego State plays, that was going to be a huge detriment because they needed to get into the bodies of UConn and play their defense. Otherwise, they can't compete because they're going to struggle offensively. And UConn's length and Sonogo just killed them. UConn's both big men, and especially Sonogo on both ends of the floor, he was the best player in the tournament by far. Um, it, their length bothered them all night. But as badly as they played, they still have a lot of heart and a lot of toughness, and they're a terrific defensive team. But they got into the penalty with all those fouls being called. They got into the penalty with 14 minutes left in the game. In the second half, it was insane. There were 14 fouls called in the first five minutes of the, of the second half. I mean, no one wants to see that. And I thought the officiating was just overly done, and the tight whistle killed them because UConn destroyed them from the foul line in the second half. They, they kept UConn under control in the second half. UConn did not do a lot of scoring in the second half. UConn didn't hit a lot of threes in the second half. UConn shot 30% in the second half. But they cleaned up and went 24 of 27 from the foul line. They scored all night in the second half from the foul line, shot after shot after shot. 
I mean, they got a huge game from Newton, who was an X factor for them all year. He scored 19 points. He had 10 rebounds. He went eight for eight from the foul line. And he made a couple of big threes. And then he made some free throws down the stretch. There were three critical junctures in this game because for everything that went wrong, them being in the foul, in the bonus, from them doing so many things wrong on offense to them not getting one break all night on a whistle, they are in the game in the second half because of their heart and their defensive toughness. They get the game down to six points with seven minutes left. They get, they miss the shot, UConn. They're up six. They miss the shot. Sonogo gets an incredible offensive rebound, lays it back in. That's number one. Number two, they're down eight with the ball. They run to the corner. They get charged for a ridiculous offensive foul down in the corner, which was a terrible call. I'm surprised Dutch didn't get a T. It was a terrible call. That was number two. And then number three, and this one was the juggler. And it started the late run to open the game back up and then parading to the foul line. They had the game to five. Five points down. Miraculously, five points down with five minutes left. But Hawkins came down and hit a dagger three from the top of the key. And that three was the biggest basket in the game. I think there was 5-0-1 on the clock. They were down five points, which means if they get a stop there, they can come down and cut it to three or two. And then you would have seen a crazy last four minutes. Instead, Hawkins makes a huge three. To his credit, makes a huge three, gets the game back to eight, and they had nothing left. They missed the front end of a one-and-one, which killed them, while they kept parading to the foul line. And at the same time, off that miss of a one-and-one that Johnson missed, they got a foul call 40 feet from the basket on a bump. And now they're down 10 points, and they never look back. The final score being 17 makes no difference unless you were wagering on the game, okay? And they were a seven and a half, eight point underdog for the game. That makes no difference. That they lost 76 to 59. Doesn't make any difference. The game was five points with five minutes left. They were in the game. They had done what they had to do. But twice, once Sonogo got them with an offensive rebound and a putback, and he killed them inside the entire game. He had 17 points and 10 rebounds. And then Hawkins made the shot of the game with five minutes left. That was the trip. Because if they could have got a stop there and they're coming down with the ball with five minutes left, hey, they're one basket away from making this a white knuckler. Then they don't have to foul. Then they can play 30-second possessions. Then it's a whole different game. But instead it's eight. They miss the front end of a one-and-one. They get a call 40 feet away. Now it's 10. And for all intents and purposes, they had been chasing all game. 
You know, they were up 10-6, and they went on a 10-point run. And actually went on a 30-8 to run. From when they were down 10-6, they went on a 30-8 to run, UConn did. And that run where they didn't score for 11 minutes was just too much to overcome. UConn's length and, you know, some of their individual play, Hawkins making the basket, Sonogo being the best player on the floor, the better team won. No one to question that. But they did the one thing that no one else had done. They got the game down to five points with five minutes left. And they were one triple away from making this a really wild finish. And Hawkins put it away. That's what players do. He put it away with a three. So give him credit for that. That was the basket. That was the dagger. That was the final nail in the coffin right there. So UConn, for the fifth time, goes to the finals and wins. Danny Hurley establishes himself. UConn, big win for the Big East. The Big East is going to be looking up, obviously, with what's going to happen at St. John's in Georgetown. Villanova will bounce back and be better than they were this year. And now you're going to have a very strong Big East. And obviously, UConn. And UConn becomes just the sixth school to win as many as five championships. So what Jim Calhoun built that has now been continued, he won three championships. They've won two others since. Now a fifth one with Danny Hurley. Congratulations to the Hurley family. Congratulations to uh, all the Hurleys. From what their father accomplished and what they've all accomplished. And again, they've been very good for basketball. They've worked very, very hard. And Danny's now put his stamp on his career as a coach with this huge win over UConn. Uh, Sonogo was great. And they were the best team. I give San Diego State credit for not quitting and just getting destroyed in the game because, let's be honest, in 27th half and we never even had a second half. Uh, they played that badly in the first half. I mean, they, were, they knew they were lucky to be down 12. And I'll never forget those words that Danny said, hey, I didn't like the calls. I didn't like the whistle in the first half. That game was too rough. And in the second half, they called it as tight as they could call it. And they paraded guys to the foul line, and it killed. It killed any chance San Diego State had. But again, even with all that, even with their prolific scoring from the foul line, 24 out of 27, even with them scoring, you know, two-thirds of their points in the second half from the foul line, the bottom line is that three was the dagger. Five minutes left, they're down five points. If they get a stop there, we're going to have some fun. They didn't. Instead, it went to eight off the made three. They only made six threes. Hawkins only made two threes. But that three was the dagger in the game. Um, they had a contest at Bet Rivers where somebody, I'm sure, won. I'm sure somebody picked UConn. I could not decide between UConn and UCLA. I went with UCLA despite the injury. And I said, I'll probably wish I picked UConn. I didn't. We knew how good UConn was. They were one of the, they were, when this tournament started, I thought there were six teams that could win the championship, maybe seven. 
UConn was one of those, and they played great. They did a great job. Um, and even tonight, when the game was at times just a parade to the foul line in the second half, they hung in there and went about their business and win a fifth championship. They've been to the final game, final game five times in 105, which is a heck of an achievement. It really is. So congratulations to UConn. Congratulations to the Big East, to the Hurley family. Uh, and let me uh, say this. I've said it before. You saw a lot of it last night. This is Jim's last uh, NCAA tournament. He started doing it first as the studio host. I worked alongside him for a long time, and then he started doing the games. He's done, I think, 33 or 34 championship games in a row. Um. He'll still do NFL and he'll still do the Masters, which he will, you know, be at tomorrow. And you'll see him Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday on CBS with the Masters, which we're all looking forward to. We'll have Masters stuff for you uh, up on Wednesday and Thursday and throughout the week. We cover the Masters like a blanket. It's a great betting event for you and everything else. If you don't bet golf, you should get involved with the Masters. Masters is a great event. And that's coming up this week. Obviously, we have baseball taking off. We have the Knicks going to the playoffs. We have the, we have the playoffs coming up in a couple of weeks. We got hockey uh, coming up. Um, so we got a busy time. We got the Derby Trail. Um, so we got a lot to keep us busy. But um, I broke in with Jim uh, in the mid-'80s. I had been at CBS uh, for about three years or four years when he got there. Uh, I left my work with Musburger to go work with Nance. They wanted me to try to work with Nance, and then I started going on the air at the same time. I was behind the scenes those first couple of years. Then I went on the air. I did the tournament with him for a bunch of years, did the studio with him for a bunch of years. Uh, then he went off and did the play-by-play. I left CBS, I think, in 94, 94 and 95, and just concentrated on the fan. Um, uh, but he and I have remained like family since the mid-'80s. You know, there's someone that you don't you know, all lives are different. He has never lived around here in a long, long time. He's lived in other places, California. Now he lives in Tennessee. Um but he and I have remained like family. We may not see each other for two or three months, but if anybody needs anything or anybody has a problem, we're always uh, right there for each other. It's like families are. So that's how we have always been for the last almost 50 years. Uh, he has had a great career, and uh, he has distinguished himself doing the Final Four and doing the NSA Championship. And now Ian's going to move in and do it. And uh, I'm looking forward to seeing Ian do it. It's a great thing for Ian to step in and do it now. So uh, it's like it's staying in the family. So congratulations to Jim, and uh, we're looking forward to Ian taking over next year. But for Jim, he goes to the Masters where, you know, he is probably more renowned for anything else he does. He's the number one guy in all the golf, as he's been for many, many years, and the Masters is his week, so he's looking forward to it. I know he is. It's a very special week for him, so... Uh, so we want to congratulate him on a great career uh, as he moves on from the NCAA tournament. Like I said, we'll have plenty of master stuff coming up. 
for whoever won the contest out there, uh, we'll be mentioning your name on the air and uh, sending you some kind of voiceover uh, when we pick a winner, when they pick a winner, whoever it was out there. If you picked all Final Four, I will be very impressed. I don't think anybody did. I don't think we had anybody who picked all four Final Four. That would have been pretty remarkable. I don't think there were too many out of the millions and millions of brackets that had all four of these teams in the Final Four. It would have been pretty tough to do. Um, you know, it was an historic Final Four from that standpoint. Although UConn played like a one, obviously, uh, throughout the tournament. So we'll talk to you later in the week with the Masters, uh, and we'll see you down the road. Thanks for listening to the Mike Francesa podcast on the Bet Rivers Network. Hey, it's Mike Miss here. What a time to be a Philly sports fan, and you can share the excitement with me each week on the Mike Missinelli Podcast on the Bet Rivers Network. Listen and subscribe to the Mike Missinelli Podcast today, wherever you get your podcasts.